What's going on out there, everyone? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle. As we reach the end of September and the leaves shall turn brown, the weather will get a little bit chillier and football will get a lot realer. And speaking of football, we're going to preview the couple games that I think are going to be the hot games for this upcoming weekend for week four in college football. Now, like I always say, you're bored. You got a couple hours. You got some time to chill. What's a good game to watch? I got you. Your boy did his research. All right. So speaking of these games, let's start off with the first game. We're going to go with the seventh ranked Kentucky Wildcats, who are 4-0. They're going to be playing at the Ole Miss Rebels, who are ranked 14th and are also 4-0. This game is going to take place on ESPN at 12 noon at Vaught Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi. I know normally when you think of the Kentucky Wildcats, we're thinking of John Calipari and how they have all these stud recruits and they're going to win a national title in college basketball. But Kentucky Wildcats, when it comes to college football, they always have these teams every couple of years that are real good, have real potential, and some real NFL players, and they wind up making some noise. Not playoff or championship noise, but you never know. So let's get a little bit into both of these teams. Regarding um, Kentucky, their defense is real. All right, that's the calling card for Kentucky. When they, when as a team, when they're good, their calling card is defense. Now their defense has held their last eight opponents to twenty three points or less, and they've won eight consecutive games, which is second in the FBS. So what I'm thinking is this team is going to lay on their all their defense and pretty much win through defense. Now, it's it's you also got to realize offense wins games, defense wins championships. Now, the offense they're scoring 31 points a game, but the defense is only allowing 13. Okay? And this offense is led by senior quarterback number 7, Will Levitz. L-E-V-I-S. I don't know if it's Levi's or Levis. We're going to find out tomorrow because this guy is a uh, a projected first-round draft pick at the quarterback position. He's one of them dudes where he's gettable after, you know, uh, Bryce Young, Marcus Stroud. You know, there's always guys that come out of these nowhere schools. You never know. It might be Will Levis. I'm not saying Kentucky's nowhere school, but they're not known for football like that. And on this current season, he's had uh, in four games, 1,185 yards, 10 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Now, when I look at those numbers, I see his height, and I'm really going to pay attention to his style of play. Uh, he's impressive, you know, 4-0, eight consecutive games. As a quarterback, you want to put points up on the board, and he's doing it, spreading the ball around, and he's himself, not like rushing, or it's the running back, he's throwing 10 touchdowns. So he's really getting it in. Now, um, defensively, Let's look and watch out for um, senior number 10, Jacques Jones. He returns a lot of experience on this defense. Um, he's one of their linchpins, and he's one of the guys that keeps everything together. I want you to pay attention for him. But on the other side of the ball, let's talk about these Ole Miss Rebels. This is homecoming weekend, so you know everybody's going to be lit. Everybody's going to be hyphy. Everybody's going to be acting a fool. So um, in this series, 
the Rebels, they lead this series 28 wins to 14 losses and one tie. And they've won 12 straight home games. You know? And it's homecoming weekend. You almost feel like it's meant to be. But that's why they play the game, right? Now, when you look at the uh, the Rebels of Ole Miss, I want you to pay attention to number one. He's a senior wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo. He's averaging 21.4 yards per reception, which is 13th in the FBS. He doesn't have a lot of receptions. I think he has like um, maybe like around between 13 to 21. I'm sorry, I don't have that exact number in front of me. But the point is, is that he may not catch a lot of balls, but when he does, he makes some noise. Another player I want you to pay attention to is uh, number 23, a junior linebacker, Carrie Coleman. He's third in the FBS with 2.2 tackles for loss per game. What that means is there are only two other players in the country that average more tackles behind the line of scrimmage than this guy. From the linebacker position, that means he either identifies the play and can read and react, or when he's blitzing, he's very effective and he's very uh, productive. Two tackles lost per game, that's a lot. And when you think about their head coach, Lane Kiffin, this is Tennessee Lane Kiffin, offensive coordinator, Head coach of USC as in the Trojans, Lane Kiffin. This is won a national championship as the offensive coordinator for Alabama, Lane Kiffin. This guy can play Alabama and hang with Alabama. Not beat them, but he does a good enough job in that he makes it a very, very interesting game. Who do I think is going to win this game? Defense travels, and I'm going to really take a look at Will Levis, and if he comes to play, I'm going with Kentucky Wildcats to pull the upset here on the road in Oxford, Mississippi. Next up, on Fox at 3.30, the ninth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys, who are 3-0, are going to be at the 16th-ranked Baylor Bears, who are 3-1 and favored to win this game by two points. It's going, this game is going to take place at McLean Stadium in Waco, Texas. Now, the Cowboys, they lead this series 22 wins to 19 losses. These games are always good, by the way. They're never blowouts. They're like either one possession, one point victory games. That's why the Baylor Bears are predicted to win by two. These games are always tight. Now, on the Oklahoma State side, they're led by number three, their senior quarterback, Spencer Sanders, in his last four games. All right. Now, I know they're 3-0, but in his last four games, and the last game that he played was the Fiesta uh, Bowl, and he played very well against my Irish. He, in his last four games, this guy, Spencer Sanders, has 1,522 yards of total offense and 17 total TDs. I mean, he's the running and passing quarterback, but he's effective at doing it. I mean, this offense, led by Sanders, is the eighth best total offense in America with 511 yards per game. They're ninth best with the pass with 348 yards a game. And they have the number one scoring offense at 51.7 points per game. When you think about Oklahoma State, you're thinking about Sanders. Now, similar to the Wildcats and the Rebels, the Baylor Bears. I need you to pay attention to a couple things here, okay? I need you to pay attention to number 29. He's a freshman running back, Richard Reese, right? 
He's only played four games in, in, in uh, of college football. He's had 55 carries for 315 yards, six rushing touchdowns, and he's averaging 5.7 yards a clip in his first four games. Okay? He's he's almost at like 100 yards a game. And his touchdowns are tied for first amongst freshmen in the FBS. So this Richard Reese, number 29, he gets busy. Okay? But it's not about the barrel of offense. It's about this D. The defense, they've they've held their last 18 opponents to under 30 points. Now, I'm telling you right now, Oklahoma State scores 51. Baylor won't let you touch 30. You know how they say styles make fights? Yeah. This is to be a good fight. And another one, too. I always pay attention to these weird things because it's always fun to pay attention to. The, the Baylor Bears, they're 8-0 when Coach Aranda, who's their head coach, they're 8-0 under this guy when scoring first on its first possession of the game. I know that didn't make sense. What I meant to say is they're 8-0 when they score in their first possession of the game. So pretty much when they touch the ball and they drive down the score, that be that set, man. They win the game. So let's just pay attention for that. Okay? Now let's move right along. Next up, we're going to have the 22nd ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons who come into this game at 3-1. They will be at the 23rd ranked Florida State Seminoles who are undefeated coming in at 4-0. The Florida State Seminoles are picked to win this game by seven points. It's going to take place on ABC at 3.30 in Doak, Cape, in Doak Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, Florida. Now, last week, Wake, they were the, uh, they were one of my picks to watch that Wake Forest-Clemson game. Game wound up going into overtime. It was a very exciting game. I hope you had a chance to watch it. Um, from the responses I've been receiving, you guys are really paying attention to and listening to these episodes and actually watching these games. And you guys be texting me like, yo, these things are really happening. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. So thank you for all those that are out there actually listening, paying attention, and watching these games. Now, like I said last week, when you think about Wake Forest now, it's all about the junior quarterback, Sam Hartman. I mean, he's the catalyst against Clemson, who's the fifth-ranked team in the country. He set a program record and ACC tying six touchdowns against Clemson, okay? With that defensive line, six touchdowns he threw for. Sam Hartman can play. He's the catalyst. It starts with him. It ends with him. This offense is averaging 42 points a game, and he's getting 314 passing yards a game. All you got to do is it's going to be about the Wake Forest offense against the Florida State defense. But, whoa, hold up. When you talk about Florida State, they're no slouches now. I know they're ranked 23rd, but they do lead this series 30 wins, 8 losses, and 1 tie. But this offense right now, this offense right now, for FSU, yo, 503 total yards of offense per game, which is first in the ACC, 226 rush yards a game. That's first in the ACC, too. Now, let's talk about some of the players. You got number 13 junior quarterback, Jordan Davis, right? In four games, 945 yards, five touchdowns and one pick. But 
it's not just him. He's doing his part through the air. It's about these running backs. Average of 226 yards a game. One of them is a sophomore, number three. I mean, Trey Benson, he has 268 yards and three TDs in four games, okay? Oh, that's not a lot of yards. Hold up. His bro, who's another sophomore running back, number eight, Treshawn Ward, he has 350 yards and three touchdowns as well. So between Trey and Treshawn, maybe you call him TT? <laughs> you call him a little TT action? They run the ball. And in football, if you can consistently and persistently run the ball, you control the flow of the offense and the game, you kill the will of your opponent, and it puts your quarterback in the most opportune situations to pass the ball. And like I said, styles make fights. Weight comes into this game average of 42 points. The FSU defense is letting up only 18 points a game. I still think it's about the Wake offense against the Florida State defense. I know how busy Florida State can get, but if Sam Hartman does his thing and they get out and this becomes a shootout, that negates the run game. But as a winner in this game, I'm going to go with... They, they hung so well last week with Clemson, took him to overtime. I'm going to go with another on-the-road winner with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons in this game. And to hold up, I know in my previous game with Oklahoma State at Baylor, I didn't pick a winner. The winner for me in that game, I'm going to go with Baylor. These games are always tight when it's tight like that and the teams are similar in style and they play every year and it's a rivalry game. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with Baylor to defeat Oklahoma State. Now, this is my last game in a game that you might want to check out. The 10th-ranked NC State Wolfpack, who are undefeated at 4-0, will be at the 5th-ranked Clemson Tigers, who are also 4-0 after defeating Wake Forest last week. Clemson is picked to win this game by 6.5 points. This game is going to take place on ABC at 7.30 p.m. in Memorial Stadium. In, South, in Clemson, South Carolina. Now, when you think of NC State being ranked this high, usually when they are, they get throttled. Or, similar to Kentucky, this is the type of program where, like, every couple of years, they really get some players that stay, and they got some seniors, and they really have a good core. And that's what's going on right now with NC State. They're, they have a defense that's returning 10 starters, Okay. Now, these are just the ACC ranks, but within the ACC, they are first in points per game allowed with 11.9 and first with interceptions with seven, okay? Now, the players on this defense that are the core that keep it together are the linebackers. You got one who's a graduate senior, one who's a senior, and one who's a junior. These guys have plenty of experience. These guys have been together. And these guys make plays. Number one, Isaiah Moore. Number 32, Drake Thomas. And number 11, Peyton Wilson are the playmakers on this defense. And I especially want you to take a peek at Drake Thomas. He's leading the team with 24 tackles, two tackles for loss. And in his career, he has 11 and a half sacks. So if Clemson doesn't play well, it's maybe not that they're not playing well. It's just that this defense is defending and playing at a high level. Okay? Now, when, on the flip side, when you look at Clemson, 
Yo, they they they, they kind of them boys right now. They kind of them boys. They're going for their 11th win in a row in their last. And right now they have 10 wins, which is the nation's longest win streak. So that's that's something noteworthy to be said. Now they lead this series against NC State, 59 wins to 29 losses in one tie. Now remember I told you how NC State, they're only letting up 11.9 points per game, while Clemson are averaging 43 points per game. So this is another situation where styles make fights. We're going to see if them linebackers are the truth, okay? Because you got guys like uh, sophomore running back number one, Will Shipley. He has 353 uh, rush yards and seven rush TDs. So, I mean, them linebackers are really going to be tested because, you know, junior quarterback number five, DJ Uwe Ungalale. I just like saying his name. Uwe Ungalale. Uwe Ungalale. So, DJ Uwe Ungalale. He comes into this game averaging, I mean, not averaging, but with 1,033 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one pick. People were talking about this guy being benched for their five-star freshman quarterback, and he's just silenced all the noise. That's a testament to him, work ethic, and just having that mental toughness. But with DJ Uwe Ungalale and Will Shipley, that's a lot for these linebackers and his defense to deal with. And when you think about Clemson, yo, you really got to start talking about their defense as well because defensive end number five, K.J. Henry, and defensive tackle number 11, Brian Breesey, both of them are problems on that defensive line, and they wreak havoc on the opponent's offensive line because both of them need to be double teamed. There's only five guys, or if you want to add extra guys to help block, that's cool, and then other guys on the defense wind up eating. So this is a game where as much an experience as NC State has and as great of a season as they're having, I think Clemson extends the nation's longest win streak to 11 games, and they win this game, I think, by more than six and a half, but I'm going with Clemson to win this. So just to recap, I have uh, Kentucky winning on the roll, spoiling Ole Miss uh, Rebels homecoming. I had the Baylor Bears holding it down at home, defeating the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, I have them, you know, taking out Florida State and the NC State Wolfpack. I think they're going to get this L and get some of that barbecue chicken from the Clemson Tigers. So those are the games that I think you guys should be paying attention to. Please do if you can. If you can't, hey, I get it. It's all good. You already know what it is, baby. But I want to leave you guys with a positive quote. My positive quote is this. Die with memories, not dreams. Because I know for me, Everybody always says, Greg, you loud, you diss, you crazy, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know what? I want to be me. I want to live the life that I want to live for me, not the life that you want me to live. I want to try and accomplish as many goals as I can. And I want to swing for the fences because when I'm not in this game anymore, and I have other interests or other responsibilities or whatever, I want to look back at my life and I want to be proud of all of it. The ups, the downs, the mistakes, the glories, the losses, all of it. And I want to have those memories of victory because we all going to catch an L, but as long as you have more victories than L's, that's what really matters in my book. Your book can be different, but tis what it is. Thank you for listening. 
And until next time, have a good one, y'all.